You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather. I'm blessed to be your host and go on this journey this morning that we've been going on here on Real Presence Live. We're coming to you live from the studio here in Fargo. It has been a very gorgeous day, uh, at least as gorgeous as you can get for the middle of December. And in this segment, uh, the holiness quotient has really gone up in the studio since these two men here. It's pretty much kind of like middle of the barrel um, until these two men showed up. I'm joined by Tom O'Keefe and Sean DeKaiser. They are in diaconate formation here in the Diocese of Fargo. Tom and Sean, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Now, Tom and I know each other decently well. We've, we've shared some time together. But, but, Sean, you're new, so you're exciting for me. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your faith journey a little bit, and what led you up to considering uh, going through diaconate formation. Sure. I'm uh, Sean DeKaiser. Um, been married 30 years to my wife, Lori. Uh, we have four children. We live in uh, West Fargo. Uh, the last one is is a senior in high school, so we're getting ready to be empty <laughs> nesters, and which is a good thing because I think uh, the diaconate will will occupy a lot of our time moving moving forward. Um, yeah, yeah, and we live in West Fargo, and we belong to uh, Blessed Sacrament Parish. Well, and Tom, same same for you there. Well, I'm uh, uh, I'm from up uh, by the Canadian border originally, up from a small town called Chris, North Dakota. Uh, raised my family in uh, Mayville. North Dakota for 20 years, member of uh, Our Lady of Peace up there, and then moved down to Fargo in 2012, and are currently members of uh, St. Anthony's Church. Um, married 35 years. Uh, my oldest daughter just turned 35 yesterday. That's kind of hard, <laughs> hard to, to, to believe. But. I'd like to apologize. <laughs> Girl, uh, three girls out of, out of the house, and uh, the, the diaconate is kind of a long story. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as like you discerning yeah. to get there, yeah. can Sure. You want to truncate it or not sure. truncate it? Well, let's say, you know, in about 2014, I was really, I'd been Catholic all my life, but really been discerning something more in my faith, something more in this in this journey. And uh, my younger brother died. And that was just a kind of a, we call it a brick wall moment, where there's life before that and life after that. And uh, my, my faith became very, very important to me. And through a series of opportunities to join different men's groups at Holy Cross, uh, the Made for Greatness Men's Ministry, um, and, uh, you know, uh, Men of the Cross with uh, Deacon Bruce Dahl, I just get ex- more exposure to, to, to holy men and, and better men, and I wanted to be more like that. And, uh, and then it was kind of Deacon Bruce Dahl that kind of made an invitation to me that I should maybe consider the diaconate. It really hadn't been something I had really thought of before. And then just through that uh, continual exposure to, to holy men and good men, and through prayer, I just came to the point where I said, you know, I think I'm going to try this out and apply. So, so, Sean, what got you to the doorstep where, yes, I actually will consider doing this? Sure, yeah. Um, I'd say it was early 2000, like 2001, 2002. Um, I had a reconversion, um, came back into the faith. I was always going to church, but I hadn't been to confession or Eucharist for many, many years. And I did that. Um, I, we were living in Castleton at the time, and a lot of things were were happening in my life. Um, kids were growing up. I knew 
that I was responsible for, you know, their faith journey and their, and their faith development. So I took that pretty seriously. Um, my, my, uh, sister had a, a loss in her life. Her husband had passed away. Um, and it was really strange because in, in the same time period, I, I, I was very athletic and played basketball a lot, got injury prone, couldn't do it anymore, had to do something. So I started running, long distance running, um, marathon. Sounds it, terrible. It, it, <laughs> it's crazy. You just ask my wife. Yeah, she asked me every day, are you a sane person? But um, so these every once a week you'd go for a long run and I, I would spend literally that entire time and sometimes it was 20 miles just praying um and i just remember running one one it was like se- semi-spring there was there was snow but the snow was melting and i just knew i had to do god's will to to in my life i, I and I, I just okay god what do you want me to do what do you want me to do and i i was at the point of begging and it hit me, I want you to become a deacon. So I stopped. And I was like, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thick-headed here, God. You, you're going to have to give me some signs. I, I, I don't know if I'm just hearing this in my own head, making it up. And, and it, it was, uh, I don't know, a week or two later, I'm in the confessional behind the screen. And uh, the priest on the other side, we were, we were done, he goes, you know, I don't know why I should ask you this, but I, I better. Have you ever thought of becoming a deacon? I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so uh, I actually did um, um, start um, going to the EPS classes at the time. And, and uh, when, when it got kind of to the point um, of where I was going to, you know, kind of finish up the deacon program, they, they, they changed everything and went back to this kind of every, a group of men would enter every five years, and um, the bishop made that that change, and it just it wasn't going to work out for us at the time, and so I waited. Hopefully, that all my kids would get out of the house, which we're we're there now, and and so that's why I joined this group of men here. So outstanding. If you don't mind me asking, like your wife's journey as far as her, what she was thinking about. You know, yes, is this something I want my husband to do? How was she incorporated into that discernment process? Yeah, she was she was very open to it. Um, my uh, my <laughs> wife, is, she is a she is a convert to the faith. She was she was a Lutheran, and, and it was it was about the it actually was the same time that I was going through this reconversion because uh, um, she she decided to enter to the faith, and it uh, it came to the point where she had to make her her first confession. And um, the priest at the time, who was Father Al Bitts, I mean, oh, he, yeah, 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 everybody knows Father <laughs> Al Bitts. He's one of these priests that, you know, if, if he asks you to do something, there, there's just no way you can say no. It's it's weird. Um, it's some kind of charism. I don't know what it is. But he goes, okay, Sean, he goes, you need to make a confession too. And um, that had been my first confession probably over a decade. And, uh, so, um, you know, she's, she's always been by my side. Sometimes, I mean, she, she's worried because, you know, the, the, a lot of these things are new to her. Um, but she's, she's really um, grown in the faith um, and just a lot of 
personal things between us, like conjugal prayers, has increased and flourished, and and we both see that and how good it's been for our marriage. So it it makes the next step a little bit easier each time we we get to that next step. Tom, I'll pass the same thing sure. on to you. Uh, well, Audrey you know, and I've been married for thirty five years, and she's been Catholic, and she's really the probably the rock that that held me in place uh, through the whole the whole time. Until uh, I started coming back to the face a little bit stronger myself, uh, but she was a little more skeptical about the whole process. Audrey is uh, a terrific mother, a terrific grandmother, and to be sure that she had time for all those things was was important to her. So she's far more discerning. I, I'm more okay. Let's we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, <laughs> let's, I made the decision. We'll worry about the details later. And she was more. Well, let's worry about the details now. Uh, so. Uh, uh, there, there was some tension, uh, but uh, through support and going to some of the, um, you know, the, the meetings that we had across the diocese about it, and visiting with some of the other women, uh, the the other wives, and uh, and now she says, I can't imagine our lives without it. Mm. Uh, that it's been such a, such a blessing for us, uh, and, and like Sean was saying, it's just the opportunity to pray together as a husband and and, and wife. Uh, not, not only as a matter of discipline, but just a, it's, a, it's a joyful thing as well. It, it brings us closer every day. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what, what, I'll, I'll go back to Sean here. Just What are some of the, the challenges and blessings that you've gone through, even in this time that you've been going through? Because you kind of did, I did EPS back in the day, not for diaconate, just for education, so I kind of am familiar with that. But now going through the actual every five-year program, yeah, the the, um, <laughs> the challenges is, you know, and I, I'm I'm an educator and and I deal with it all the time. But gosh, memorization! I don't know about you, Tom, but it's just <laughs> yeah. like you know, my brain, the concepts I get, you know. But yeah, so no, it, you know that that was somewhat challenging. But uh, you know, you you make it through it. Um, uh, you know, the time um, it is a commitment and. Um, so just, just making sure we have, have that time available. And I would say at least right now is, um, discerning, you know, okay, where do you want me as a deacon God? You know, um, we, we've been discussing it, what Lori and I, cause, cause we, you know, we're going through it together. Um, where, where does God want us in, in all this? And, so that's to me has been a challenge right now. Is um, you know does does he want me to continue with education? Um, does he does he want me more involved with my parish? Um, how is that? It, do, do, should I be ministering to men or you know it's that's something we're we're both struggling with trying to figure out where God wants us in all this. Yeah, and yet at the same time, I'm assuming blessings going through that at the same time. Oh yes, yes, definitely. I mean, you 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 start really looking at your talents, your charisms, um, and and just saying, okay, where where does that best fit? Also, we we talked about the conjugal prayer, just things that are bringing us closer both to the faith. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of those blessings from these wonderful men and their diaconate formation on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, OK, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. Hello, my name is Father John Paul Trask from the Diocese of Rapid City. I'm a priest in Spearfish, South Dakota. I would like to speak for a moment about the Fatima apparitions. As you may know, this is the centennial of the Fatima apparitions that occurred on the 13th of six consecutive months in 1917. One of the greatest uh, miracles of Fatima was the what they called the dance of the sun, which occurred on the last month of the apparitions, where the sun actually wildly gyrated and moved around in the sky for 10 whole minutes before 70,000 people. It was a, a huge testament to the authenticity of the Fatima message, and even many atheists were converted that day. Many newspapers wrote articles about it. It's a great testament to Our Lady, and so... Her message was, pray the rosary. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. We're being joined in this segment by Sean DeKaiser and Tom O'Keefe, two men that are in the diaconate formation process for the Diocese of Fargo. And we just heard wonderfully from Sean talking a little bit about some of the challenges and blessings. And so, Tom, just to give equal time, you know, I don't want to show my favoritism yeah, that I like Sean so much more than you, that yeah, I like you. But As you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> challenges and blessings that you've seen as you've gone through the process. Well, in, in, in the beginning, it is a challenge, the, the, the time commitment and the amount of work that, ha, that, that needs to be done. Uh, but the blessings come, come in, in the work itself. I can remember the, the first weekend, and we were going to have philosophy on, on Sunday morning. And I, oh, I, I dreaded this for all summer long. <laughs> You know, philosophy. I didn't even know what you know philosophy really meant. And what an incredible thing! It's probably my favorite part of the weekend. Doctor Tony Flood. Uh, he he just just makes it a joy, and you understand it so much more than I ever ever thought. Is it, I would. Is it like logic, or do you go through like the whole like? Well, the first first year is Aristotelian uh, philosophy and, and metaphysics. You know, yeah, how and how, how how as a a Catholic we see the world and how we think and. And how a philosophy applies to it, you know, and then co- contrasted with what the secular world's doing right now, uh, with the view of the person and all that. Uh, so, so that part of it. But then there's also the challenge of, you know, you come into that the first year after applying and going through a rigorous application process. Did I earn this? Uh, did I get this like I get a, a normal job, going through the whole resume process and applying, and I'm the best candidate? And it's not about that at all. And there's a struggle to get to that. It, it, it's a calling. It's God has chosen you. 
and uh, the men that are are choosing you for the deacon and are looking at you as is is this the kind of man that can submit to the Lord, can submit to the service, and get to that point in his interior life where he can serve and be an example to others. So it's it's just a challenge getting to making that transition because all the men and their wives are just incredible in the group, and it's it's our it's our nature to to rank ourselves. And of the eight per- people in the room, you usually rank yourself eighth. But that's not what it's all about. It's to appreciate your own gifts and their gifts, celebrate their gifts, and uh, and just travel with them as, as they discern See, this know, calling. I've, I've talked to the other seven men, and they all rank themselves one. You're the only <laughs> one that said you were eight. So I don't... <laughs> well, my spiritual direction, they had me work on humility right away. <laughs> So, so if, if I'm a man, I'm listening to the program right now, I've kind of maybe thought about it, I'm not really sure, like, what would a calling be for me? How would you try to answer them, Tom, as far as that the diaconate is a calling? What is a calling? What would I actually be, quote-unquote, called to do? Well, and I, I really can't answer that, because uh, I don't really know yet. I'm still finding it out myself, you know, as we read and. uh some of the literature we have about the diaconate and, and the, the depth you need to go with your interior life and the, the, the commitment you need to make to service the others, it, it, can, it looks a little overwhelming. Uh, but you just have to know that the Lord's going to be that. And, and you just need to start with prayer and, and the God's going to be there for you and, and provide you with what you need. And it's, can you be that example of service and, and, and holiness to others? Uh, that, that's what the calling is for me. Sean, how would you help that person who's, you know, I'm not sure exactly what a calling is. I don't even know where I would begin to place myself if God called me to do something like this. Sure. You know, if I would say first and foremost, you know, be open to doing God's will and, and, and seeking that and asking for that um, because he'll, he will guide you where he wants you as a man. I, I do feel um, that there's a lot of men being called to de- the, to become a deacon right now. If you look across our diocese, and and if you look at the world, I think it makes sense too. We need good examples of of men and, and real men and that that understand what it is to be a father and a husband. And so, I, I think he's he's trying to to use us to. To help the church and 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 especially men who may be somewhat confused of you know where where we need to be nowadays. But but again, if if you're open to God's will and you're praying for it, he'll he'll make it clear to you one way or the other. Um, he speaks to each one one of us differently, as as you've seen between Tom and I. Some it's sometimes it's more direct, sometimes it's more through through others. Um, but he'll he'll guide you there. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Now, I, I do love philosophy. If if I probably had a perfect job, it would be some type of philosophy instructor. I I learn it and then I forget half of it, and you got to go back. Or it's it's not like riding a bicycle; you just don't pick it up and go all the time. But I'm curious what your thought is. Someone who didn't want to go through it, Tom, like how valuable would it be for a high school junior to have this incorporate into like regular curriculum and what kind of benefit do you think that would have on people after your experience going through it? Well, my thought after the, the first couple of weekends was I, I, that I'd really made a mistake going in college by 
at that time we call it a clep. You could clep out of your 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 humanitarian and and uh, that everybody should have philosophy because we don't know how to think. Yeah. We don't know how to structure uh, our world based on um, the the worldview of the Catholic Church. Uh, so I would say it would be very valuable. Um, that's one thing I, I wish we had more time for, but uh, with the other, other things, uh, you, you just don't. Did, did you have the same view, Sean, of your philosophy stuff? or? Yeah, I, uh, I did take um, philosophy in, in college. Okay. and um, But, yeah, my instructor was probably out of the 60s type deal you know oh, and so yeah it was it was it was different um i now this is actually the second time i've been through philosophy um with with tony's curriculum um okay. I, I went through eps doing it and so it the logic part was difficult just because it's it's kind of you know by the book and straightforward but very very um beneficial and being a scientist, I meant really science was born out of philosophy, yep, right? Yep. Um, a search for the truth. So I, I, I really enjoy it. And I do think it's something that we should put back into the uh, curricula. Terms are clear yeah. or unclear. Oh, well, yeah, okay. yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Audrey enjoy, really enjoys it too. And it just adds a layer of depth to our, our Catholic faith. And that's, that's the one thing about our Catholic faith. It, there is so, so much depth to it. That this, this just, okay, oh, this, this really applies to the way that uh, we, we practice our faith. We see our world. We see each other. Uh, we see the human person. Uh, it just is, uh, adds that extra. And how intellectual faith is. Mm -hmm. I've had many conversations with people who are surprised that I think there's an intellectual component to faith. They just think it's all grabbing at straws you just believe whatever you want to believe like it's some fairy tale it's not but no thank you men i definitely appreciate you guys coming in um i was teasing a little bit about the holiness factor but it is really true you can tell a docility and a holiness when you guys walked into the room i'm very thankful for your openness to the diaconate and what wonderful things god has planned for you in the diocese of fargo whether it's actually being ordained or not you're definitely a blessing to the church so thank you for joining us this morning you're most welcome. Yep, thank you. All right, Therese, what do we got on tap for this wonderful program for uh, tomorrow? Yeah, so tomorrow, Real Presence Live will be hosted by Father Tim Smith coming to you live from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich. Dan Erdman will be on to share about his involvement in providing farms and ranches assistance when crises arise. And Father Brandon Moravitz from the Diocese of Duluth We'll share about a way to bring the joy of Christmas to families who have fallen on hard times. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back Out to you. Outstanding. And it, it is a special day at Real Presence Radio. As I mentioned right away, they're having their like all-hands staff meeting that they only do twice a year. So there's a lot of special people in the break room right now that are going over plans and the direction for the station. So if you are listening, I would encourage you to pray for them as they spend this time together. I know when I was in military ministry, it was a huge blessing when we would all get together for our, we only did it annually, but we'd come together and we'd pray and support each other and eat delicious food. And those were times that really drew us uh, together. And so right now, as we speak, that's happening right here at your local Catholic radio station. So please pray for them. Pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit to be with them and to move them in discerning 
with this ministry would be just like Sean mentioned before, how important it is to just be open to what God wants you to do. And I think we all say that, and I know I struggle with it. Am I really open if God asked me to quit my job and move across the country to do something else? Would I really be open to it, or would I be like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. It's just too many things going on, or it's too busy. I do think sometimes we, practically speaking, don't do a very good job of truly being open to what God has for us to do. So uh, that could be happening right now with your local Catholic radio station. So prayers for them obviously would be appreciated. And just the rundown of the whole show today was really exceptional. I'm glad that Will was safe. We had a hard time getting him on the phone. I made a joke about him fighting bears in the wilderness or something like that for him not being able to answer his phone. But the realities that he gave to us and Stella's talk this morning about Advent and Christmas and just all the important ways that we can share our faith with others. And then, of course, I was very excited about my conversation with Chaplain Flowers today talking about stewardship. I hope if you were listening to that segment, you feel a little bit worse about yourself. I always feel a little worse about myself when I talk to Chaplain Flowers. So thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor and a pleasure. We'll close with a glory be. May glory always be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.